Welcome to the Riley and Kimmy Show, episode 710. It is a Friday. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is the person who keeps me out of trouble, well, almost all the time. Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Yeah, that's right. Kimmy is right here in the studio. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. How are things on this uh, episode 710? Great. Are you all rested and ready to go? I am. Well, I hope you are because you better be rested because, boy, the Riley and Kimmy show is uh, is getting uh, getting all booked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of things happening. You know, you would think right towards the end of the year that uh, be winding down, but it's not. Matter of fact, things are also going to be cranking up right into January. You know, a lot of people's, you know, businesses and things like that, January, February, kind of slow. It's not going to be that way with the Riley and Kimmy show. So I hope people stick around with us and, uh, you know, uh, well, follow where we're going to be because uh, we're going to be in quite a few nerd geek uh, freak locations and the best way to find out more about that is to go right to our website rileyandkimmy.com and follow us on social media and if you follow like friend us we will do the same right back with you now kimmy i want to uh, point out that there are a couple of things going on that we're kind of uh involved with if you will now at the end of january it is january 31st is a big toy show and comic book show and it's happening in orlando and it's called the orlando toy and comic con it's in a brand new location by the way if you've been to those in the past this one's at the holiday inn right by uh, universal studios would be the best way to uh, describe it right it's out on mm-hmm. kirkman road uh this event runs from 10 until 5 on uh let's see the it's right at the last uh date of uh january january 31st mm-hmm. wow isn't that kind of cool mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of uh I don't want to use the word high level, but uh, big names in the world of comic books. Tony S. Daniel is there. Also, uh, let's see, oh, Billy Tushy and, uh, oh boy, John Lehman and uh, Darwin Cook, just to name a few. And there might be some more additions as well. Over 100 vendors, free parking, and also a a costume contest underway, Mm -hmm. too, will be happening. Um, Artist Alley and plenty of other things. It's all happening in Orlando at the end of January, and tickets are on sale right now as we speak at Mike's Comics and Collectibles, which is on Orange Blossom Trail in Orlando, and Epic Comics. Two great locations, and we have more information available right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Now, this show is uploaded on Friday. That's right, Friday. This show is available now just a few days away. Matter of fact, just a few hours away. On Sunday, December 13th, we will be heading north. Yes, way up north. North in Florida, that is, to Jacksonville, Florida, to a big event that's happening, and if you love Star Wars, you will want to be at this event. It's a vintage Star Wars memorabilia auction. You heard right. Memorabilia auction. Vintage Star Wars. We're talking the stuff from the first two movies. As a matter of fact, first three movies. And, of course, the other trilogy as well will be there. Mm -hmm. But really leaning heavy on, like, 1977 Kenner items. carded items, Kimmy. Mm. Things that have never been removed. Wow. And just tons of Star Wars memorabilia. We uh, are are guests. We've been invited to this big event. Mm -hmm. And it's happening Sunday, Jacksonville, Florida. It's the Final Frontier Auctions that's going to be going on. Big thank you to Ed Tucker, uh, part of Final Frontier Auctions, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show. Now, this big event... 
Uh, the auction itself uh, kicks off at 2 o'clock, and between noon and 2, it will be uh, time to browse, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think they call it preview, if I remember correctly. Okay. And that's when you can kind of look at something. And you know why this is so cool? It, yeah, you can go on that certain electronic auction site and buy stuff. Probably, I'm going to say this, probably not this amount at once. But one of the things... You can actually look at these items. Mm-hmm. You can actually see how they are, touch them, kind of go, okay, yeah. Smell I, them. That is a key, too, right there, because you, Kimmy and I have been burned before by buying online auctions before. Uh, you know, example, you know, I've, I've purchased a uh, Mark's collectible toy, uh, one I really wanted uh, from the 1960s, and it looked great in the photo, and it arrives, open the box, and it smells really bad it smells of smoke and i've i've also purchased things um mildew you know Mm -hmm. we open up so uh, yeah i mean if if you're a little sensitive to those things this kind of you know cuts that out right there Mm -hmm. so if you are in the area or you know somebody who's in the area of jacksonville florida this is worth a drive by the way if you are in you know florida drive to this one it's it's easy to get to on i-95 because this is located just outside of jacksonville and if kimmy and i can find it anybody can right oh yeah and it is literally right off of i-95 it is so Mm -hmm. very easy to find we have a link to the vintage star wars memorabilia auction it's called final frontiers auctions it's called final frontier auctions happening this sunday december 13th we have a link to that right on our website at rileyandkimmy.com right Mm mm-hmm Now, another event that's happening that we have to talk about, we just must talk about because there's been some additions to it. There's been some some, uh, add-ons, if you will, and that's the Deland Comic and Collectible Show. Now, the Deland Comic and Collectible Show happens at the Volusia County Fairgrounds, and that is, I I can't really say next month because that sounds like it's way off. It's really not that far away. It's uh, Sunday, January 10th. And it happens from 10 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. Over 140 plus tables of pop culture and cool stuff. And that, I have to emphasize, cool stuff. Right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of guests will be there. Like, oh, just off the top of my head here, uh, John Pauly Martino from The Godfather. Also, let's see, oh, Nathan Zerdy be there, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nathan will be there. Uh, the Thunder City Derby Sirens. And there's been an addition from the, the world of The Walking Dead. And that addition is a, he's a cool cat. That's the best way I can say it. Uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him at uh, Spooky Empire, uh, the big horror convention in Orlando, uh, last Halloween. And uh, we spent some time with him, got to know him. And I'm going to let our good friend, Show promoter Terry Moore talk about who this Walking Dead zombie is. Terry, please announce who the special new guest to the big Deland comic and collectible show at Volusia County Fairgrounds is. That would be Mike Mundy from The Walking Dead. He's in the finale of season two, which is also where Michonne was introduced. Um, but he has the opening scene of season three, and uh, and that's kind of a familiar opening with the eyeball that gets panned out, you know, and that's that's his eyeball that that opens uh, season three, and uh, he's got a um, a part coming up uh, in 2016, I believe it's in March, um, with uh, keeping up with the Joneses. He plays a. Uh, uh, Weird gardening neighbor, uh, as he puts it. 
he's great. Um, real, real easy going. Um, you know, just a lot of fun to hang out with. We've actually got Tim Proctor, who uh, also plays on The Walking Dead and is, well, was currently playing on The Walking Dead this season and will be back on next season. And he's also an artist, so he does, uh, he's got kind of the dual role there of, of the uh, artist and the zombie. Boy, it's great talking to Terry, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, and I can't wait to see him at the DeLand Comic and Collectible Show at the Volusia County Fairgrounds. And by the way, now something special to add here. Um, we had a little behind-the-scenes thing happening before the episode 710. Did some, uh, did some talking to some individuals and... Somebody else is on board for this big event. Now, they're doing a pre-event. Mm-hmm. And do you want to announce who is doing the pre-event? That's Nerdtropolis. That's absolutely right, Kimmy. It is Nerdtropolis Comics and Collectible Store, also Toy Store. It is a fantastic place located in Ormond Beach, Florida. And Ormond Beach just happens to be, can we call it a suburb of Daytona Beach? Would that be probably the best way to do yeah, it's just it? north of Daytona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and very easy to get to. This store is, matter of fact, it's uh, right off US One, correct? Yes, just off of. Um, it's on US One, and it's just off of I ninety five. Yeah, it's uh, fourteen fifty nine North US Highway One, and located in a little strip. Uh, Would you say strip mall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a strip mall. Yeah, and store is very nice, uh, family friendly oriented, and it's going to be a zombie day. Zombie Day, Saturday, January 9th, Kimmy. Yes. Starting at 10 o'clock in the morning, rise and shine. That's right. Kimmy, we will see. Will Kimmy make it at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday? That's going to be really pushing it, isn't it? So we'll see a zombie in the daylight. Uh, that's right. It'll be Kimmy's, Kimmy zombie. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, actually, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, this event will be starting at Nerdtropolis Comics in Ormond Beach, Mike Monday will be on hand with Prince. He will be signing, taking pictures. He'll tell you about, uh, he can talk for a long time about The Walking Dead, can he not? Yes, he can. So He's you, very friendly. He is extremely friendly. He's involved with other projects, uh, but he will talk. I mean, if you love The Walking Dead, um, you know, he, he'll, he'll give you a story or two or three. Sure. Because he's friends with a lot of people. Um, just an extremely friendly person who is not shy. That's a, one of the key things, too. So if you have a family member who loves The Walking Dead, I really urge you to uh, swing on by and uh, check this out. Mike will be there once again. That's on Saturday, January 9th, starting at 10. goes to about 2 o'clock, uh, 10 to 2 mm-hmm. is one, what this event is. And there is another another guest that's going to be at Nerdtropolis Comics. You know that, Kimmy? Really? Yeah, there's another guest very oh that's right yeah kimmy you can't forget this one this is an extremely talented artist and i wish i could share his art that he's working on right now um i have a link to his facebook page at least you can check that out i think he's posted it there uh and the artist is i'm gonna let you announce who it is Humphrey Ching. That's right. Very good friend to the Riley and Kimmy show. Yes. Humphrey Ching, and he's working on this beautiful Joker, uh, a commission piece that he shared. Gorgeous. It is. And he has Batman art and tons of art. I mean, if you love, uh, I, I, I can't even pin him down to just one thing or one style. He, it's the Humphrey style. Let's just put it that way. And he has beautiful stuff. And he's going to be bringing prints. He'll have them on hand. And just, uh, you know, he's part of this big, wild celebration happening at Nerdtropolis. And also, I mean, I'll, I'll have more specifics when they come, but 
I was speaking with Taylor, that is the owner of Nerdropolis, and uh, took a quick shot, took a quick picture. He goes, hey, those items right there, that's just some, that's not all. Just th those items right there, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, th those will be part of the, the big event. Uh, yes, Walking Dead action figures. Mm. Yes, Walking Dead action figures. They also have comic books, you know, the trade paperbacks, and, and so much more. All available. That is happening Saturday, January 9th at Nerdtropolis Comics in Ormond Beach. Stop on by, meet Mike Monday, and also meet the Hump. And I can call him that because Humphrey Ching, if you're a friend of his, you can call him Hump. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think somebody wants to come on the show here and talk a little bit, don't you? Yeah? Yeah. Besides being a very talented artist, and I call him master, even though he doesn't like being called a master artist. Okay, he is. I mean, especially if you see this, this Joker print or this Joker commission piece, I'm like, wow. He is a cover artist, beyond a doubt. He, I think Humphrey should be uh, doing covers for DC uh, right now, today, tomorrow. Uh, hey, guys. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it is just gorgeous work. But he's also something else. He is a huge nerd, right? <laughs> Isn't he? Uh-huh. I mean, he is a huge nerd. So it's, uh, you know, it, once a week or so, we, we have the pleasure of having him on, giving us a little recap update on certain uh, certain superhero and uh, comic book-oriented TV shows and movies and trailers and things like that. So I thought what we'd do is invite him on, on this episode. How's that? Mm, that sounds great. Are you going to lay him in the studio? I think so. All right. Yeah. Without Always. Okay. Let's get let's get the hump into the studio. Yeah. We're gonna have some humping in the studio. Some hump in the studio. Ooh. Well, yeah, we are. Well, we're gonna have Humphrey Ching. That is. Okay. Yes. It gives us great pleasure to welcome artist and big nerd Humphrey Ching to the Riley and Kimmy Show. Hi, Hump. How's it going? Good. I've been busy trying to get work done. That's cool. Sketch cover that I've been you know taking too long to like get to it to to get it done for for someone well that sketch cover and i think you you have it posted on your facebook page so if anybody wants to check it out um is fantastic i mean it looks like something off of a cover of a dc comic book i mean it, uh, a batman line comic book i mean that joker is gorgeous. I mean, well, he's hideous. He's scary. I mean, that is one of the most scariest jokers I've ever seen. And it's the eyes and part of the mouth that just does it. I mean, it's, it's to me. I mean, that, that you, you've captured insanity in those eyes. Thank you. <laughs> did, uh, now, did, now, did you use a model, somebody, for the, the joker? Or is this just from your mind? No, I use, I, I, I like, I try to find some some reference that I can like look up and, you know, get something that, you know, that I, I can like put together and like, like, so like to get my, the, what I envision for the cover. I guess. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. So how long did it take you from when, not from when you got the order, but when you actually started sketching it, how, how far are you into this? How many days, weeks, months? Uh, I try to spend a couple hours, like, like, um, maybe I would say maybe two or three hours a night working on this. Uh, I started maybe, uh, let's say, I want to say maybe 
Friday, maybe? I don't know. Was it Friday? So less than a week. Friday or Thursday? Okay. Yeah. Right, okay, maybe right at a week's time you are where when we upload this show. So uh, to give people oh, an idea. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I started this on Sunday. Wow. Less than a week. Okay. Yeah, I started this on Sunday. And um, I started this on Sunday. And then I worked on it on – I didn't work on it on Monday. But I did on Tuesday. And then I did a little bit yesterday. And then – um, and then to, tonight I'm still working on it. I'm almost done with the Joker tonight. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you. Are you are you close to where you can actually walk away from it, or are you ever really ever done in your mind? Um, no, I, I like like I'm. What you call it? I'll, I'll walk away from it. I know. I know. You have to learn to stop and walk away from things because if you don't. You're, you're just never going to get stuff completed. And I know a lot of artists that do that. And, you know, that's that kind of what holds them back from, like, doing their art because they keep, they keep trying to perfect it. And by doing that, you hold yourself back. And if you, if you do that, you end up, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll lose clients like that, you know. And you don't you don't want to – you don't want to hold it – you know, hold back, you know, you want to, you don't want to keep trying to perfect it because it's honestly, you can always, you know, keep going back and trying to perfecting it, you know, trying to, you know, fix it, you know, but you have to, you have to, you know, come to a conclusion. You gotta, you know, say that it's done, you know? Okay. So just out of curiosity, is something like this going to end up as a print? Oh yeah, and eventually once I get everything like ink, maybe um, and colored, I'll probably make it into a print, and then this original piece I'm gonna send it off to the lady who um, what do you call it commissioned this. So yeah, so, she's. So how soon will we see this as a print, possibly? Um, you probably see it at at uh. Maybe I'm guessing um, the next show I'll be doing. Oh, now are you talking about the next show we're going to be talking about here? That show, or are you talking further beyond that one? Uh, yeah, the next show that what, what were we talking about today? Oh, so oh, really? So yeah. I guess I can talk about that now, huh? Yeah, because I'd be I'll be able to I'll probably be done with it by this weekend. So okay, well. We, we have teased a little bit that Humphrey is going to be at Nerdtropolis in Ormond Beach. And you're going to be there with a zombie, Mike Mundy. You and Mike Mundy together. And you're bringing your beautiful artwork with you. And including possibly this Joker, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'll probably, by then I'll probably have prints of it. So. Oh, that's going to be really cool. I mean, uh, Taylor, the owner... Uh, he, that, I mean, he, he flipped out or freaked out or whatever. He was like floored when, cause we were talking earlier before, uh, this show was recorded, Taylor and I were, and we were talking about you and he was looking at your art and that the Joker thing, he was like, Oh my, yeah. He just freaked. And he goes, that is cool. And I go, yeah, I go, I don't know if he's going to make that a print or not. So he's going to be quite happy. Uh, to see that uh, in his store. 
Awesome. Yeah. I'll probably, it'll probably be the first place. I'll, I'll be, um, what do you call it? Debuting, premiering. (laughs) So this is, well, this will be your first time ever at Nerdropolis. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar out of like Orlando. Like uh, I'm not that familiar like anywhere else, like in Daytona or, well, it's it's part of the you know the Daytona. I I don't want. Kimmy kind of calls it a suburb. It's you know it's right next door to uh, to Daytona, and uh, it's very easy to get to. And I mean you're you're I I have you and I've been to a lot of the same comic book stores, and you're gonna find a nice warm environment. The the owner is just turned 19 years old, has owned the store for three years. Uh, it's going on its third year. And so, uh, and which to me is incredible, uh, considering he probably at one time was the, if not still, uh, the youngest comic book shop owner in America. Wow. Mm. Yeah. From pictures I saw, it's a pretty nice shop too. It, it is. We've, we've done some promotions there and Taylor and his, his family are very good people. And, uh, it, you know, it's a place that the entire family can come to. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but I know you Humphrey are aware of a, some certain comic book stores that lean more adult themed, you know, they might have a, a bar in them or something like that. And they may or may not be that kid friendly, you know, um, especially at certain times at, in events and stuff. But, um, this one is, I mean, you can, you can bring anybody, you know, and eight months old to, you know, 108 years old can go in, go in, into the store. As long as it doesn't smell like a Chinese takeout restaurant, then it um, does not smell bad. It doesn't <laughs> smell bad at all. Now, the reason you bring that up, let's just share that. We're not going to say what city. Yeah, that, that'd be too, you know, identifiable. But you are talking about a former location of a comic book store that did smell like fast food or like a restaurant. Uh, yeah, I think, well, I mean, not, not here. Right. Well, let's don't say what city, but it, yeah, it's one you're referring to. It's a former location, not in current yeah, active use. And that's why you're kind of teasing about that, you know, a little bit. No, the store does not smell. Okay. <laughs> it, there was a lot in New York that smelled pretty bad. Really? Because that's where, that's where you're from, right? Originally. Yeah. So there had to be a ton of comic book stores, and some of them did smell bad. Oh yeah, when you walk in, it always smells like Chinese takeout. No, are you serious? Yeah, it just it just like it just smell like food. Like some places, like some comic book stores, just stink. Is it because they're like right next to a deli or something? I don't, you know, I really don't know. I don't know why some some comic books smell bad. I mean, now like with all these new comic book stores, now they smell better. Like, I mean, they smell good. They smell like a regular, like, normal store. Right, know? right. Uh, yeah. There, well, there is one in Florida. I won't say which city. And I'll tell you when we get done with the show. There's one, in, and people, some people listening to the show will know exactly where I'm talking about. But there's one that does not have air conditioning. And it is in Florida. Does not have air conditioning. Uh, has what new comic books it gets in. In the front window, right next to the sun, the sun comes right in, <laughs> and and the rest of the place smells like sweat and urine. Oh wow! And um, it is 
it is the the worst place I've been in, comic book wise, in, in the state of Florida. And if it might even be the top that I've visited ever in the United States, and very unfriendly. Uh, just one person works there, the owner, and he's sort of like the comic book guy on The Simpsons, maybe a little worse. And he doesn't care it smells and doesn't care there's not air conditioning. And as you know, in Florida, uh, visiting that store like in June through October, it's pretty, it's cooking in there. Let's just put it that way. It's quite warm. Yeah, I remember there was a store like that back in in New York. Like, it's just like you, you got the old man, like, comic book store owner that's yep. just, like, grumpy and, like, <laughs> Like you ask him many questions, and he acts like he looks at you like you're crazy. Oh yeah, that same same. This this. I, I think it might be a relative. I mean, I was like, wow. And uh, I guarantee you, Nerdtropolis does not smell like that, and there's not a grumpy old man behind the counter. <laughs> you're you're not going to get somebody that just uh, you know. A doesn't care, or B is offended that you're there. So. It's you, we got you for sure. You're there starting at ten o'clock. Game plan is ten to two, and you're with a zombie from The Walking Dead. Mm, oh, cool. Now, do you watch The Walking Dead, or are you just a reader of The Walking Dead, or maybe neither? No, I watch The Walking Dead. I um, I'm like pretty caught up with it right so, now. So, when you look at maybe some of the stills that Mike Mundy's bringing with him you will maybe recognize the scenes he's in and stuff like that, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm a, like, I'm a big zombie fan. Like, um, well, I, I, actually, I'm a big horror movie fan. So one of my, probably my favorite horror movie of all time is Night of the Living Dead. Oh, get out of George Romero. Yeah, George, I'm a big George Romero fan. So Now, you want it in the black and white version, not the colorized version, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty wicked, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, even to this day, it still holds up. It's like, it's it's not. It's it's a very psychological film. Like you know, you you watch it, and it's a situation that you're put in that that makes that movie, like you know, disturbing, like kind of scary. You right. Know? And it's like, I love the concept of just being, like, trapped inside a house, you know, with, like, all the the undead coming out of the ground and just coming, like, trying to get into the house. It's just, just like, it's a brilliant concept. So you're, the, in a way, the perfect artist to be with the Walking Dead zombie. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, well, I don't do any zombie art, but... Well, wait a minute. Now, this is kind of cool because I can tell Mike when I talk to him, I can say we have a artist zombie grouping that's going to be next to him. A what? You, I'm going to call you an artist zombie groupie. I'm going to call you a zombie groupie. Okay. Well, you know, you're into zombies. Yeah. Not the, not the running kind of zombies, though. <laughs> you know, this is kind of cool. Are you going to cosplay as a zombie? No, that's okay. But, you know, I have a feeling, and I haven't even talked to Taylor about this, but I'm I'm sure if anybody wants to cosplay as a zombie, you know, you want to make yourself up as a zombie, you're you're welcome, right? Yeah, I guess so. Why don't we just invite him? You know, so, attention, undead. (laughs) 
are, are zombies the undead? Is that right? They, yeah. Okay, so well, let's. Well, I guess the undead would also be ghouls and vampires, well, right? They're the, they're the living dead, so I guess. Well, okay. Attention, living dead, undead, ghouls, zombies, vampires. Come on out. Werewolves. <laughs> Superhero wannabes. You're all welcome, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of fun to be there from uh, 10 to 2. Uh, meet Mike and also hump and get some uh, get some uh, art. You know, beautify your walls. And also, I I took a photo of this just because he showed me the table. Uh, Taylor has zombie, Walking Dead action figures, and he has trade paperbacks and stuff he's going to have uh, available for this event. Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at all the other pictures. I was looking at some of his uh, collectibles. He has some Batman collectibles there that that I need to get. So. Oh, really? I, I see. Uh, so look out, Taylor. He collects Batman. So we're putting Taylor on notice that you do collect Batman and. You know, may he have some Batman there for you. <laughs> and he does have back issues too, a, a little back issue section. So who knows? I mean, you do like uh, some of the the older the older stuff, so there might be something there for you too. Yeah. So Humphrey, write this down: ten o'clock till two. Ten o'clock to two. Just wrote it in my memory. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got it. Got it. Oh, okay. So let's move over to uh, nerd review time because it's been a while since you and I have talked about some stuff. Let's just do it real quick here. Um, I know you probably want to talk about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2 uh, movie trailer that was just released with, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady. What, do you, what did you think about the trailer? Does this movie from what you – and I know trailers may be kind of hard to judge, but uh, is your feel that this uh, film is better than the previous one? Uh I don't know. I mean, I, like, I'll see when it comes out. I mean, like, I mean, the only thing that that's that's really like um, getting me to like want to watch it is that Bebop and Rocksteady are in it. So that that's what's going to lure you in to buy a ticket and see this movie. Well, I'm going to go see it regardless because I try to support every like you know, like I. The, the main movies that I, I go and watch in theaters are comic book movies anyway. So it's like, like I try to watch every movie that comes out like that. That's comic book related. Well, Bebop and Rocksteady, that's not what's attracting me to the movie. You know what's attracting me to this movie? Megan Fox? Yeah, what... yeah, yeah. Because she, you know, I think is probably one of the greatest actresses of all time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Megan Fox. Yeah, you're right. Well, no. I mean, she attracts me too. So, it's like, yeah, that's that's the reason I'm going to go see that movie. Even though I did not see the first one, um, I haven't even seen it on DVD, Blu-ray, or I don't even know if it's on Netflix. I haven't. I have not seen the the first thing. Um, yeah, it's it's on it's on everything actually. I think it's on Hulu and Netflix. Did Did you like it? Um, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't. I, I put this up yesterday, and, and someone kind of got mad that I that I posted up and trying to like say like that you know that I was bashing the movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about them. Well, you, you and I love the cartoons, right? I mean, you love the the cartoon. Well, I even like the original. You know, the uh, all the way back to the black and white indie creation of the of the 
Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of the the classic comics, and then like you know the cartoons. I'm also a fan of like you know the original movies. Right. Same here. Same here. And then especially like you know the new stuff, the new cartoon that that's out right now. It's really good. Right. Um, but yeah, this movie. I one I'm not I'm not I'm really I really hate the designs of the turtles like like I think you know they went overboard with the designs and you know it's it's to me it's just it, it's not my envision of the turtles like it's not what you know how I how I envision the turtles to look like okay yeah. and it's just like especially with the the, the getup that they have like all the the gear and stuff it just you know, I kind of want my tur- my Ninja Turtles to look kind of like, you know, the way they've always looked like. But, you know, but, you know, like I was hope like, you know, when, when they were announcing that they were going to do these Ninja Turtle movies again, I was hoping they were going to make it more like how they looked, you know, in the comics, but more realistic, you know? Okay. You know, like a, a guy, I forgot the artist's name, but some guy who did like concept paintings of like the turtles, like portraits. Like I thought that they were going to go by that, you know, but they end up going with this design. So it's, you know, it's, it kind of bugs me about it. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm probably going to go see the second movie without seeing the first one. I think I can manage to not see the first one. (laughs) And, Well, the first one, all I have to tell you that ruins the first movie for me. Yeah. Is um, and this is the main reason why I didn't like the first movie. I bet Shredder. No, okay. it's uh, the way the turtles and Master Splinter learns ninjutsu is from a book. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Splinter Splinter finds a book about ninjutsu in the in the sewers and that's how he learns ninjutsu from going by what you know from learning what the book taught him okay and then he taught the turtles and that's how they learn how to become ninjas okay which yeah just to me it just made no sense it it just killed the whole movie for me wow all right well uh, maybe i'll skip that first one i'll just you know, Megan Fox is in the second one. I'm happy. That's okay. She's in the first one, too. I, I know that. I know that. But, yeah, I, I, I'll i give the second one, a, you know, and then maybe go back to the first one. I'll just do that. Yeah, and then on top of it, like, Casey Jones. Oh, that's that's uh, that's Mr. Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's more like Casey Queen. Like, he, he's not really... He's not portraying Casey Jones as the Casey Jones that we know. When you see him, all he looks like is he looks like Oliver Queen with a mask. <laughs> exactly. Like he, he acts like Oliver Queen with a mask. Yep. When he takes that, when he takes his uh, hockey mask off, it's that's Ollie right there. Yeah, it's like it's not it's not like how the original movies captured, you know, like Casey Jones, like. Like that was awesome. Like how the original right. movies Casey Jones, like it was brilliant. You know, it's like like I love Casey Jones from from the original movies. You know, right. And it's just like it, it, like especially like the original movies had very 
New York feel to it, you know? Like, this new movie just doesn't feel like it, it even, like, belongs in New York. Like, I mean, they, they were, like, snowboarding down a mountain or something. <laughs> I remember that in the trailer, yeah. There's no mountains in New York, only if you go, like, upstate. Yeah, in Albany. Have fun there. Yeah, it's, like, not in the city. <laughs> Yeah, that that movie made no sense, and yeah, I'm sorry if I offend some people who who like that movie, but that commentary was from Humphrey Ching. <laughs> and you can come out to Nerdropolis in Norman Beach if you're in the Florida area and talk to him about it. He'd love to talk about that, <laughs> right? I mean, come on, you'll you'll talk turtles. Now, moving over to a, another one of your nerd. Fun topics here. How about that Batman versus uh, Superman full trailer that was finally released? Um, I saw your social media page postings about it, and you're like, you're. I, I assume you're still in nerd heaven because of that. Oh yeah, I mean, a lot of people hate on it too. Like, but you know, like, like I, I will always, you know, like, I, will, I, I will always like like admit that you know like that i am a hardcore dc fan oh know? yeah i know you are yeah and like so like but you know a lot of people are like like complaining and bitching and this and that and whatever but dude how can you defend eisenberg in this thing i mean when i saw that to me he is now the new jar jar binks i mean that that whole lux luther even though i know it's alexander uh, thing is just, I mean, that is just, that's bad. What I saw. Well, I did talk about that in the last, last show, right? Did I say? Did, well, did I we... think you and I talked off, off show about that. Cause when it just posted, you and I either talked on the phone or, uh, did a quick online thing without, uh, making a part of the show. I, cause you were defending it and I was kind of not, not thrilled. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, I'm not defending it, but I, I feel like what, what probably would happen, like what I'm hoping would probably happen is that, that Eisenberg, you know, he, you know, he's the son of like the real Lex Luthor, which they say that that's what it is. The real Lex Luthor, like, but you never see him in the movie, you know, you just know that's his father. And then, um, basically that's what's going to be the big twist because at the end, you know, like Eisenberg is going to start all this like, you know, beef with all the superheroes and, you know, cause all this ruckus and chaos and stuff like this. And then in, in the end, he gets himself killed by Doomsday, by his own creation. Okay. Um, and that causes the real Lex to, to, to come out at the end of the movie. Like maybe the final scene in the movie, you see him come out of the shadows and it's the ball like Luthor with a better actor, you know? <laughs> and, and now he, he wants revenge and he hates the superheroes, especially Superman for killing his son. And okay. gives a reason why Lex Luthor hates Superman, you know, and superheroes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I hope you're right. Although I think I remember somewhere that, uh, Eisenberg signed multiple movies to be in, you know, uh, more than, I, I think five or more, uh, he's going to be in. So, Boy, I hope you're right. Well, if I'm not right, then yeah, that, then that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, I'm just like, wow. I see Jar Jar for the 21st century here. 
look out. You yeah. Know? I mean, I kind of see what where they're trying to go with this lesson there. Because if you if you um, do follow Superman, like I can see their inspiration on this Lex Luthor. Right. Like the look of this this Lex Luthor is from that um, it's a Mark Wade book called Birthright. Right. Superman Birthright. And if you look in that book, that's how Lex Luthor looked like in the comic in the book. Like he had the long wavy hair and right. he's dressed like a yuppie kind of guy. Like you know. Now was so, that was that the version of Luther that was dating Supergirl? No, this is this is like when they when Mark Wade um, tried to um, like retell the Superman origin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was drawn by Lanell Francis Yu. I, I have it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And um. Yeah. The, that's what what this kind of looks like to me, like when I look at it, like it, it kind of reminds me of um, it kind of reminds me of that Lex Luthor. So okay, I mean his acting wise, like I'm guessing this guy's tr- also trying to do, uh, what do you call it, um, like his Heath Ledger villain impression, I guess, like you know. I I don't know. I mean, he lost me right in that opening scene where he shakes hands with Clark Kent and you know introduces Bruce Wayne to Kent. I was like, oh boy, man, <laughs> you know. Um, it. I mean, I love Batman. I love Superman, and I've been looking forward to this. But it that I wish I hadn't seen that trailer to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing that I like. I, I get so annoyed when like um. I don't understand why they keep come going back to like the Lex Luthor that is more comedic than like serious. Yeah, you know? you know, don't you think the probably the best portrayal of you know outside of the comic books, but the best portrayal is actually the animated Superman, the Clancy Brown uh, voice dude that did uh, Superman, where you know he's the business guy and uh, you know the general public thinks he's a good guy. That's you know got a lot of money and is helping the city and helping you know the community and stuff like that and uh, you know he is behind the scenes controlling a lot of bad things. Yeah, um, you know, and like this is um this is something that you know me and my friends have been saying from for for like years that the perfect actor to to play that that version of Lex Luthor would be uh, Billy Zang. Oh, yeah. Yes. But, you know, I don't understand, like, you know, how no one realizes that, I guess. Like, I mean, some people say, oh, you know, because he's not, he's not as popular of an actor now and stuff like that. But, you know what? Maybe you don't need that, you know, necessarily. You know, that that popular actor to do that role so it doesn't stand out as much you know so you have somebody that isn't a very good actor doing it but isn't just there because they have a name yeah i mean he's, he he wasn't a horrible actor he was a he was a good actor yes you know? like he just made some you know bad movies like you know mm-hmm. but i mean he was in a lot of 
like good movies too. And he's even in, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, you might hate it, but it, it was made at the wrong time. If it had been made a number of years later, it would have done well. He was in Phantom. Uh, which, yeah. Which, you know, he, if you really think about it, he was kind of playing like a, like almost like a good version of Lex Luthor, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I hear it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, like, best movie to, to like, like, um, point out is um titanic if you, if you watch titanic basically he's playing Lex luther oh yeah movie. yes yes you know so it's like you know physically you know like visually he, he looks like lex luther you know and i think if they if they like you know get him to work out and stuff and he's he's at the right age right now too because he's not he's not like old and he's not young you know, right. It's well, like, well, see, yeah. that's the cool thing about Luther, because somebody said to me recently, one of Kimmy's friends, and they're like, well, this Lex Luthor's too, you know, too young. and I'm, uh, He should be older than than Superman. But Lex Luthor depends on what era you're dealing with Superman. I mean, in Superboy, he was the same age. Um, you know, yeah. they were real close to the same age. And he's been he's been portrayed all across the board, a lot older, you know. <laughs> Uh, younger uh, or as young, I mean, uh, and maybe just a few years older, like in Smallville. I mean, it's never been that he is, you know, five years older, 10 years older, or same age. You know, it, it just bounces between what whoever's telling the story. Yeah, it's, it's never, they never really like, I mean, they never really portrayed a young Lex Luthor before, like, you know, younger than Superman, at least. Or as young. Only in the comic books, really, to my knowledge. And we're talking Silver Age. You know, when uh, that's how the Superboy and he were both living together in Smallville. And and then uh, he created the antidote for kryptonite. And Superboy had built a laboratory for him that was lead lined, so nobody could you know, spy on him and he trusted his friend Lex and wanted to give him privacy. And then a fire broke out. And when Lex was making this chemical, uh, this, an- this antidote for kryptonite and Superboy rushed to the, the scene of the fire, used his super breath and in turn all these chemicals went all over Lex and caused him to lose his hair permanently. And he had beautiful red hair before that. And, from that point on, that's what turned him in the Silver Age, in the Superboy line, against Superman. That's what it was. But back in the Golden Age, Lex Luthor was really nothing more than a thug originally. Before then, they, I, I don't know how far it was, but it wasn't, it wasn't too terribly long. Then he, then he became like the mad scientist, uh, which I'd have to check the dates. But it might have been influenced from uh, Dr. Savannah from uh, Captain Marvel, Shazam, because you know there's some similarities there between those two characters. Uh, but then they, for a long time was the, the mad scientist thing, you know? And then in the sixties, uh, Lex Luthor was, uh, on TV, more of a, a thug, uh, with the cartoons. But prior to that, there's a good one called Superman versus the Adaman or Adaman versus Superman. It's a movie serial, 1950, Kirk Allen and Superman, Clark Kent, and Lyle Talbot plays, uh, Lex Luthor. And, he is good, especially if you can look at it and say, okay, this was done in 1950. They didn't have a lot of money. Uh, and he is a very good 
a version of Luther, in my opinion. And that Luther is a businessman who is ex- who does deal with some science things, but he's he's a businessman to the outside world, and then he's doing his other stuff behind the scenes. So there's mm-hmm. been different versions of Luther. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I was always... I was always a big fan of like the Luther that that's like, you know, the businessman Luther. Yeah, that's you know the Clancy Brown voiced one of of the uh, Bruce Tim animation thing. That's my kind of favorite right there. You know, the guy who, you know, it was is extremely wealthy. He was the top cat around until Superman came, and doesn't like that. And he's a xenophobe. He and he hates the alien you know, thing. And, and he wants to be president. That's his aspiration. And I kind of like that kind of storyline of that Luther. Yeah. Same here. That's, that's always been my favorite. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like the mad scientist thing or the, the uh, thing they did in the seventies movie, you know, with uh, Gene Hackman Uh, that I, I I don't really care for. I've, I've never been a fan of the whole bumbling Lex Luthor, like, like kind of like, you know, like Lex Luthor, that's all about getting real estate. Yeah. That, and that's why I didn't like, uh, what was it? Superman returns. I love Kevin Spacey. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't like what was written or how that Luthor was portrayed. Yeah, exactly. I, I like, I hated the fact that they used Kevin Spacey for her. Like they, all they did was, was Gene Hackman again. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, it's, yeah, it was like a waste of a movie. Yeah, it, well, and I he admitted when he made the film that it was it was like version well, chapter two point five, you know, super, where Superman two left off. This was between Superman two and Superman three kind of thing, and uh, it was too much of a, and it, it was it was a loving tribute to you know that movie and to that time period, but it just didn't fit for now. Yeah. But yeah, it's that 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 was a bad move for them. Oh yeah, I mean, it, actually, I mean, if that movie had been different and they were, you know, because the goal they were talking pre-release of that film was to go into production for the Justice League. I mean, that was what they were going to gear up for, and that kind of stopped that right there for a while. Uh huh. And I'm glad it did in a way. Because if they would, I I don't like I I man, I I think we'll get something better now than what would have been back then. Yeah. Well, Humphrey, I'm gonna let you get back to uh, doing your commission work there, getting that Joker done, so you can have it in hand at uh, Nerdtropolis coming up on January 9th, a Saturday, for the big zombie event with Mike Mundy from The Walking Dead appearing, and we look forward to having you there too and seeing uh, your smiling face with a bunch of prints. And I deeply appreciate you being part of the Riley and Kimmy show. You, I hope you'll come back. Yeah, man. Well, well, I'll definitely um, come back and we'll talk about Star Wars. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts.